0: Welcome to Marriage Conversations. We're Mason and Chelsea Linskog, and we believe your marriage was designed to be successful. We have a passion to tell you how. We believe in simple tools that yield amazing results, and we believe that your dreams for your marriage aren't as far off as you think. So join us as we dive into today's conversation.
1: Hey guys, we're going to talk about how to fight well today. Um... You know, this is something that everyone struggles with, um, especially initially um, when you start out in your marriage. Uh, we certainly uh, did not start off right um, in terms of how to fight well. Um, not that it was just a, a tornado or anything, but we were certainly very far from perfect, and we're not perfect now. But we have learned quite a bit in terms of how to fight well together, how to how to disagree, but have a positive encounter, um, just really learning how to work together on this, um, and so we just really want to share with all of you listening today, um, you know, what are some of those things that we've learned uh, from the Bible, and uh, what are some practical ways to apply that word to our lives, um, some way, some things that you can do in the moment, and also some, some things that you can do proactively. Um, some things that you can think about before that moment occurs um so that you're not necessarily blindsided that you kind of already got a game plan going on um you know when that happens
0: yeah and one thing that i learned really really quickly in our marriage was that it really takes two people to fight i had this big fighting spirit within me this angry um you wouldn't believe it. Nobody ever believes me, but... Uh, You're so sweet. Yeah, but... You really are. You know the truth of who I once was. I'm not and that I person. And I still love you. Yeah. And I'm not that person anymore, but I did have this fighting spirit, and, and Mason definitely didn't, to the point where I would get so mad, and I'm like, fight back. Fight back. Like, I, I'm ready to duke it out here, and and he just wouldn't. And he's like, this isn't this isn't worth our happiness. This isn't worth this argument. And, and literally there was, I mean, there's nothing I could have done at that point to have continued to put that argument in our life. And that was really cool for me and coming from where I came from and the person that I was, um, Mason played a huge part in, in that transformative moment in my life of learning, how to have peace and how to talk through the things that I'm feeling and the emotions that I have. And of course, Christ played the biggest role in that transformation. But he did a lot of that through modeling it through Mason. Um, Mason had already been transformed in that way. But we do want to encourage you that even if your spouse doesn't want to hop on this boat with you right now, even if, Maybe you're ready to stop fighting and they still have a temper. Well, I'm going to tell you from the side of the person that had the temper, it's really hard to fight by yourself. It really kind of takes two people. So you taking these things that we're saying today, even if it's you by yourself, it could change everything. And and you know what, if you've got a spouse that's listening to this with you and they're in on it too and they're like, I'm, I'm tired of fighting too, then gosh, that, what an amazing journey that's going to be too. So from either pathway, it, it's a wonderful place to start is knowing that it's going to, it takes two to tussle and uh, if you only have one and that person is, the other person is trying to bring peace, that, that tends to emanate through that environment
1: yeah that's that's awesome um thanks for being vulnerable with that hun and just being real with people about you know kind of how things were for you um you know a while back a long time ago really um at this point and you know how much better things are um especially for you um
0: well i I, think it's better for you too (laughs) yeah
1: I, i mean yeah i mean i definitely you know benefit too um but it's encouraging i think for for the listeners today um to know that you know hey even even if they're even if their spouse isn't on board right now like at least at least they know that and as simple i mean really guys we we know that this is super simple um that it takes two um to fight it takes two to disagree um but you know when you really think about it, it really does and if if you're not willing to engage um, in that activity um, to um, disagree, and by the way, some, it, sometimes it's really healthy to di- disagree. We're not here to say that you shouldn't have disagreements. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that's important. Um, each each one of you brings something unique and special and different um, the way um, to your you marriage. Disagree. It's the way you disagree. Um, you know you should never be attacking one another, um in, mm-hmm. in in whatnot. But if it's if it just has to do with maybe different opinions, hey, you know, oftentimes both of you are probably gonna be right in some respects. And generally when you bring the two together and you talk about it, you hash it out and you and you both compromise a little bit on your own ends, that's when you can really get something good going. And it can be a really good thing.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And it makes me, I'm thinking about, and I'm actually thinking about it in the New Living Translation, um, Mark three twenty five. 25, um, now Jesus is being uh, accused of a lot in this moment when he says this, but I think it doesn't change the truth of the thing that he's saying, but he says a family that is splintered by feuding falls apart. So and I think
1: another translation basically says a house divided can't mm-hmm. stand.
0: Yeah. And so as, as long as you're you're divided because your house God knit you together as one. We're we're all aware of this truth that the Bible says when you are married you become one and it's this great mystery but when you are divided it's as if you're in a fighting ring and there's no, there's no real opponent. You just keep hitting yourself. Well, if you continue to hit yourself, you're going to knock yourself out and ding, 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 the fight's over. You didn't win. You didn't lose. So you're going, it, you're going to fall at some point, as long as you're against the one that's supposed to be one with you. And, and whenever you're going against them, it's not about you winning. I'm so sorry. If you win an argument against your spouse, you've lost. You've lost. There's no, there's no outcome where you win because by destroying your spouse, you're destroying a part of yourself and you're destroying a unit that you're a part of. So we really have to view fighting as something very, very different if that's the truth.
1: Yeah. I'm really glad you hit on that oneness. Um, and that's really one of the biggest, you know, key components to really think about, you know, before you get into that disagreement, before you get into an argument or before a fight, always remember that you're one. Um, you, you should never be fighting against one another. Um, you know, because, you know, if, if you're doing that, it means that you're separate and you're not. Um, and I love what you said. You said, you know, basically, if one of you loses, you both lose. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. And that that's why the, the concept of being one is so important um, because it totally shifts, um, you know, the perspective um, in terms of how how to solve differences. Um, and and so...
0: And, and while you're saying that, what comes to mind for me is Ephesians 6. It says in uh, verse 12, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And we have to realize... If marriage is a picture of Christ in the church, why would this not be the first place that the enemy attacks? He's going to attack us because we're a direct correlation and image to Christ in the church and destroying marriages destroys that, that same imagery and that same depiction. So when you and your spouse are having an argument over something as silly as how you roll the toilet paper, Um come on, you're not really arguing about that. There is something that is against you. And in serious things too, there are some serious arguments that are had, some hurtful things that are said that I think are coming from an instigator. Some the enemy is against your marriage because as long as you're successful, you're depicting a wonderful God, a wonderful Christ, and his beautiful church and it and it displays God's glory to the world. And and I think Satan would love nothing more than to watch that completely crumble and fall. So when you're fighting with your spouse, you have to realize that there's the, got to be this point where you realize you're fighting the wrong enemy and you guys turn your backs to one another and you fight in the blind spots that you both have. And you turn against the enemy and you begin to fight together against a common obstacle.
1: It just goes back to the the whole concept of of being one. Mm -hmm. We are fighting together. Yeah, We are not fighting against one another. We are on the same team. Mm -hmm. Same team. You know, think about think about a sports team think about if you had yeah uh, you know whatever a baseball team i say that cuz i played baseball growing up but i mean really like if you had your te- if you had a couple of teammates that were just sitting there duking it out is that good for morale is that going to help the team win when you got people on your same team knocking each other out no mm-hmm. absolutely not and that's really the way that we need to view it is that we are together and it's okay that we have disagreements and arguments and fights that's fine that's okay at least that means there's some communication going mm-hmm. on which is a good thing but we need to we need to recognize we're doing this together i mm-hmm. think that a lot of you know bitterness and strife and you know just a lot of fights stem from some root of selfishness at its core, you know, it's, I want my own way, you know, no, mm-hmm. I, I wanted this, no, we're going to eat here, I, I don't care about what you want, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, just some kind of root there, and I, I love, I love the way that, that First Corinthians chapter 13 talks about love, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one of the most uh, commonly quoted passages, but I do want to read it real quick, because it really does Um, give us just a really good guideline, a good roadmap um, for how to love each other better. Um, And it's just good to think about. So um, chapter 13, verse 4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? A um, couple things I want to key in on there. It does not demand its own way. That's what love is. And it also keeps no record of being wrong. Um, these are the two biggest big offenders. I would say when it comes to fights is wanting your own way and then also keeping score. Mm. Those two things right there will absolutely, um, just, just destroy, um, both of you, um, in in a moment, if either, if if either one of you is acting in that way, um, Mm -hmm. that's not love. Um, you know, marriage is about compromise. It's not about saying, you know what, I ju- I'm just, you know, I'm giving up everything. I'm, I'm, you know, it doesn't matter at all anymore, you know, what I care about. No, that's, that's not what we're saying. But, you know, when it comes to compromise, you are saying, you know what, here's what I like, but you know what, I love you so much. Like, let's work through this together. Like, it's not, important for me to get everything that i want it's not important for me to get my own way in all of this let's work together let's meet in the middle let's let's make a decision on this that we're both going to feel good about that we're going to be happy with um and i think that that is a really great way to approach it and and the bible is very clear about that in, in terms of how we can love one another and then the other one um you know it keeps no record of being wrong love love keeps no record of being wronged so no matter what you've done i'm not thinking about that it's not that i haven't forgotten what you've done it's just mm-hmm. not it's just not at the forefront of my mind it's not something i'm meditating on i'm not sitting there thinking all day you know like well man all you know this is what they did yesterday and this is what they did last week like that's that's not
0: love or even well You did this to me and you did this or I did this. How about I did the dishes yesterday. Why don't you do the dishes today? Because newsflash, you're never going to be equal. After all the seasons of life that we've gone through, hun, there have been times where I've been sick and you've had to pull the weight or you've had a really busy work schedule and now I'm pulling a little bit more or you were in school or I was in school or we. And, and that was huge for us when we first got married because in my mind, I just thought when we were both in school that, you know, we were going to split it 50-50 and I had this expectation of that and, and that's, that caused a lot of our, our fights early on was this thought of it being even and it's never been even because in every season that you have, I'm here as your helper. I'm here as your best friend. And as your best friend, sometimes I need your help. And as your best friend, sometimes I've got your back. Because it's never going to be even. You're never both going to do the same amount of laundry, the same amount of dishes, the same amount of work, pay the same amount of bills. It's never going to be even. So we got to walk into it with a servant heart saying, I'm I'm yours. I'm here for you. I'm going to support you. Because the second you you start keeping score, you're going to realize very quickly how uneven it gets.
1: Well, and keeping score, by definition, implies there's two different teams here mm-hmm. in the picture. That's we're good. no longer one. Yeah. If you're keeping score, you're not considering yourself as one. So, you know, we're not here to condemn you, but if you're listening today and you've been keeping score and wondering, you know, why things haven't necessarily been working out? That could be one thing that you could just you know remove from your lifestyle. That could really dramatically help. That could that could be okay. the one thing that changes in your life that really turns things around for you. For yeah. you, I mean, really, it, it really could.
0: And you've got to you've got to decide it whether your spouse will or not. You've got to decide. I'm going to stop keeping score, because imagine if everywhere in your life everybody kept score on you. Ah. Oh. What a weight, what a burden. That's so terrible to have in a household. Guys, it's got to stop. Yeah, it, It's got to. It has no place in your marriage. And as long as it has a place in your marriage, it's going to divide you. And, it, and it's very clear. And this is such a nice little verse to read at weddings, but it's got to stop being just read at your wedding and you've got to revisit it. You've got to be able, and, and even when you, you haven't, your thought life is so important, guys, and the word of God is so important, and it has power to change everything in your life. I, I dare you, start reading this. I am, I am patient and kind when you're not patient and kind. I'm not jealous or boastful or proud. And then, and then you change it to, God, I thank you that my husband is patient. And that he is kind. That my husband is not jealous or boastful or proud. And even though he may be some of those things today. Start calling the things out in him. Start speaking this verse over him. And, and if you guys start praying for one another... Gosh, it's really hard to hate somebody that you're praying for every day, that you're praying for God, bless them, God, multiply them, God, give them wisdom and knowledge to be a good husband and a good father, help him to know that I love him and that I am for him. It is really, really hard to, to keep holding on to this. And, it, and that is especially true when you're sitting next to them, you're holding their hand and you're praying it over them. That is so hard and that that's our first practical tip for you guys pray for one another because it's really hard when you're asking God to give you a loving heart towards your husband and I'm talking about genuine prayers I'm not talking about that that kind of prayer where it's like Lord just just teach them, make them feel my pain, make them feel this. Like those prayers where you're really praying against that person. I yeah, mean, that's not a blessing. That No, I'm talking about prayers where you are asking for the unmerited favor of God to be on their life. That will transform your heart, firstly, and it has the power to change them too because God is in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, one very simple, very simple practical tip here. Uh, one thing that I try to do, hun, um, you know, when we have something going on, I try to be really quick to say, I love you. Um, I don't always do it well, but I really do try like in that moment as fast as I can. So, you know, where my heart is, so you know where I'm at, um, and i feel like as simple as that is i feel like that communicates to you like hey look i know that i know this is where we're at but just know my heart is for you i love i do love you and we're going to work this thing out but you're the one that's on the receiving end of that you tell me is that helpful for you and and how does that make you feel in the moment
0: yeah and for the spirit of transparency here Sometimes that lands really, really well. And sometimes when my emotions are so deep, it, it doesn't even resonate. But the fact that you're saying it, it, when I'm in either one of those categories, at some point I'm going to get to this place of sanity, we'll call it, where it resonates. And I realize that I've been being stupid, but... Um,
1: We've all been there.
0: You know, I mean, we're, we have. And and I want to be completely transparent with that because it's important to know that sometimes you're saying all the right things and you're doing all the right stuff and maybe it, it doesn't resonate with your spouse, but that doesn't mean that you stop. So we just want to make sure that you guys know when you're when you're fighting, do the things that you know are right. And sometimes it means you've got to step away, right? You've got to step away from that moment, that pain, and I'm not talking about for a long time, but sometimes you've got to realize, okay, we're mad about, I don't know. You, you've you been losing the remote control every time we've been watching our shows, and every time you don't put it back on the coffee table like you're supposed to, he doesn't do this. I'm making something up. I'm so sorry. I. It's probably usually like, under my butt somewhere or something like that's where we lose it's in the, the couch remote. cushion right <laughs> yeah it's the it's, it's the, the dog's couch cushion's fault. fault hey there's
1: another there's another fun practical tip if you have pets in the house now i'm, I'm not <laughs> i'm not saying kids but if you have pets in the house and you get into a fight with your spouse blame the dog oh my
0: gosh hon this makes me think um <laughs> There's this story and I don't know if you guys have heard this of this guy and his wife who are in were in the middle of um the covid season and they were both quarantined at home and so they pretended they were both um working from home and they were both pretending that they had an office mate that kept messing up everything. So when there were dirty dishes that were left in the sink and not put in the dishwasher they would both like talk about Karen, like, oh my gosh, Karen's at it again. She's leaving the dishes in the sink. And Thanks, Karen.
1: Me. Thanks, Karen.
0: That just, that uh, that was so funny to me. So uh, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> that, way to really lighten
1: th- lighten up the room, bring some humor into it. I really, I like that. Um.
0: <laughs> Speaking of lighthearted moments, I want to talk about... Um, my favorite practical tip that we came up with to talk to them about. And it has been the most effective tip for us, like ever. And nobody ever believes me when I tell them this tip. And nobody ever wants to do it because they think it's going to start a fight. And that is to talk about the things that are common arguments or whatever your problem is outside of the bad moment. Like in the middle of a really good day, everything's going right, sun's out, birds are chirping, you just had ice cream together. I mean, everything's really good. And then you talk about the bad thing. What has that done for us, Ryan?
1: It's huge. What it does is it gives you a safe place um, to to talk about the things that bother you, right? It's like... You know, when I make the effort to load the dishwasher and run the dishwasher and then I come home and, you know, I didn't really get any help, that really disappoints me. It's okay. I just want you to know, look, everything's good right now. I just want you to know it's disappointing for me when that happens since we've kind of talked about this already, you know, uh, of us doing our part and whatnot, and um, you know, I'd love it if if you could if you could be able to help out with that. Mm-hmm. Understand, it's okay. I'm not I'm not even mad. I just want you to know um, that it is disappointing for me. It wouldn't be right for me to not share this with you because it does affect me.
0: Now I want y'all to notice how peaceful he came into that. You're not in the middle of this happy-go-lucky day and then you just instigate a fight. You're you're coming in and you're saying, hey, this is something I recognized as building up inside of me and frustrates me, like on the regular, and I want to talk about it because I don't want it to be a problem. And I think what you'll find is what we found is when you talk about these things outside of an explosive moment, you're able to better judge the situation and talk it through because you actually are using your brain and right. your emotions. You're
1: going to be a lot more rational when emotions are not involved. Mm-hmm. We always make better decisions when emotions are not involved. Mm-hmm. I hate to use always. I, I know we should probably never well, do that, but like I would say most of the time mm-hmm. you're not going to make the best decisions when you're in an emotional state. Yeah, sometimes you do. But I would say for the most part, especially when it comes to disagreements, mm-hmm. that's a big no, no.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, right along with this, you can also we call we've heard of these as being called positive and negative withholds. You can share some good things, too. Like, hey, hon, the other day I noticed that you went and cleaned up the backyard and I meant to say something about it, but I didn't. Because Outside of these moments, but you don't realize, and especially for women, this is true, um, or at least me and a lot of the women I know, we build up these little bitty moments that don't seem that big. And we're like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Until it builds up. And then one day you explode on your husband. And it's not just about him not cleaning the dishes. It's about him not doing the dishes, not doing doing this with the kids, not taking the dogs out and this and this and this and this and this until he's so overwhelmed and he has no clue what he's done that he's just, I'm sorry for existing and he can't crawl out of this hole, but you dug it for him. And, and you should see Mason's face right now. He looks so sad. I mean, he's just got his frown on his face like it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Tell me about that, hun.
1: I I don't know what I should say. Um, it's
0: painful, isn't it?
1: It's just a really bad feeling. Just being so sorry that you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even, I mean, you've got no firepower at this point. I mean, every last thing that you've done wrong has been brought up. And gosh, that's just a horrible feeling. There's there's no way that you could possibly recover. It's, It feels like in that moment. And it's just a bad feeling.
0: See, so it would be much better if you brought it up. When you're not mad, I think a lot of people are afraid that if while we're out having that ice cream, I sit there and I say, "Hun, it really bothers me the way that you chew your food," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, really? We're going to start this fight right now?" Okay, you want to go? Let's go.
1: No, this mint that chocolate chip is happens. so good right now. I'm distract not even him mad. With
0: food, ladies, distract him with food. Just give me some me, chocolate.
1: Too. Just give me some (laughs) chocolate and I will be fine.
0: But that aside, this really has been incredibly helpful for us. And um, it's not something a lot of people think about doing or feel like they're brave enough to do. But try it, present it peacefully, and I think you'll find that it keeps you awake. Because rather than just fighting fear, we want to teach you to do things that keep you from those fights, right? It's not that they're never going to happen, so we want you to know what to do when you're there, obviously, Um, which is going to be to, you know, stop fighting each other and turn against your enemy and fight a common enemy together. But we also want to prepare you to begin having conversations that keep you away from moments like that. We want to safeguard that. So... I, I think this is a this is a good place. I feel I feel like we're we've gotten to a place where we know what to do when we're fighting and that we got to stop fighting each other. We've got to realize we're one, fight against the enemy. we know hey let's let's bring up stuff that we may not want to talk about right now, but let's talk about it outside the moment. Let's believe the best in each other, let's pray for each other all these things that are going to safeguard your marriage from the enemy. And in the end, it's never your spouse that you're going to be fighting may feel like it's them may seem like it's them. Don't make them an enemy, you know? And, and this brings me to the last verse that we had for you guys today. And it comes from revelation actually. And, um, it's Revelation 2, five, and it says, look how far you've fallen, and it's talking to a church, but I want to say it to you guys in your relationship. Um, it's, he says, look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. And I, and I ask you, when you and your spouse were really happy, even if it was when you were dating, what were those things you did at first? And turn back to those things.
1: Yeah, when you were dating, those little things... Um, well, the things that are bothering you right now they they were probably doing those same things when you were dating, and did it bother you, you when you were dating cute, that probably. person? Yeah, you probably thought it was cute or you just chose to completely ignore it, you just head over heels. What happened to that right like why can't we just get back to that? I think we can mm-hmm. um absolutely can it comes it comes back to um you know how we're thinking um you know what am i dwelling on am i am i dwelling on all the things that are wrong or am i dwelling on the things that are right the things that are are going well the, the things that that make you so unique and so so beautiful and and just wonderful um to be around mm-hmm. like those are the things i'm going to think about it doesn't it doesn't change the fact there's these other little things in the background that might be annoying mm-hmm. here and there <laughs> I'm just choosing to just you know what it it's just dumb. I I'm not thinking about that. I love you too much for that. You're worth mm-hmm. so much more than that. You know. Um and so I've just really enjoyed this conversation. It's so good. Um you know, we are just so passionate about being proactive. Um a lot of these strategies that we're talking about, a lot of the a lot of the practical applications that the Bible gives us. It's proactive. It's hey, this is your mindset you need to have going into battle, you know, and, and, and for this case that we're talking about today, uh, f- fighting well, like you are one. You are not fighting against each other. You, you, are, you are fighting side by side with each other. You don't ever stop fighting, but you start fighting the right way. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know by leaving a rating. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you post a question there, we will do our best to answer it on a future episode. Remember, leaving a rating helps us to spread the news about having a great marriage through Christ to more people on this platform. We appreciate your time and can't wait to have more conversations with you.